Jim Rohn, a man who impacted my life in a profound way, he used to always say, the same wind blows on us all. The same wind blows on us all. The difference of where we end up is the set of the sail. Over the last couple of weeks, some big wind has come. We've seen some big storms that have been hitting in lots of different ways, from tornadoes to economic collapse to viruses to earthquakes. The same wind may blow on us all, but the question is how do we set the sail? So here's the big question. How do everyday people like us who didn't grow up wealthy and were not taught how to be wealthy in school, how are we supposed to learn to think, invest, and grow wealth like the top 1% without compromising our ethics and our values? My name is Jeremy Whaley. That was my big question. This podcast will give you the answers. You're listening to Think Rich Radio. Hello, hello, everybody, and welcome back to another episode of Think Rich Radio. I am your host, Jeremy Whaley, and it is great to have you joining me for another episode that I know is going to be great, and I hope it really uh, helps you find some peace in this current uh, circumstance, the current situation that we have going around in the world. I've called this episode Calm in the Storm, because right now there's a lot of people that need some calm. In my last episode, I talked about fear and overcoming fear. If you haven't heard that episode, I would encourage you to go back to episode number 38 and listen to the five-step process for overcoming fear, and then maybe go to my website and uh, download that video, watch the video for overcoming fear as well. But in this episode, I want to talk about um, finding calm in the storm, because it's so important in times like this that we keep our head level and that we keep our emotions in check so that we can prepare ourselves and position ourselves to take advantage of things in the future. So uh, that's what we're going to be talking about in this episode. I do have one thing I want to uh, point you over to. I just mentioned it. If you would go over to my website right now, jeremywhaley.com, right in the middle of it, I put up a big orange box. It kind of looks like it doesn't belong, and that was the idea. I wanted to draw attention to it. Big orange box, and it says overcoming fear. And if you haven't done so already, I would like for you to go over there and uh, click the button to have the video sent to you so that you can then uh, go through that video on your own and you can go through that five-step process, which is really quite remarkable. I've already had a lot of people that have sent me an email and said how much it's helped them. And I normally charge for that video, but I just wanted to make it available for you because I think that uh, it'll help a lot of people right now. So if you haven't done so already, just head on over to jeremywhaley.com and again, look for the big orange box and it says overcoming fear. Click on the big button and uh, get access to that video yourself. If you've been around a little bit, you know I've been doing these Sunday night live meetings, which I have really enjoyed doing. I've been doing them for about six or eight weeks now. And uh, you can join us any Sunday night live on Facebook or if you're on my mailing list, and you'll get a, a opportunity to join us via the Zoom webinar as well. But in this past week's live, I talked about a book called The Fourth Turning. This is a book I've referenced many times throughout the last uh, many years. I've talked about it on the podcast, talked about it in the classes that I've taught and all sorts of things. But The Fourth Turning, it lays out four seasons of a culture, economic seasons, uh, cultural seasons, if you will. And what's interesting about these cultures is they, they all have similarities to them. And we are currently living in the middle of a fourth turning right now. If you read the book Fourth Turning by William Strauss and Neil Howe, 
you will discover that all of the characteristics of a fourth turning describe our present world today. Now, I don't want to get too far into the fourth turning philosophy, but I just want to hit on some of the highlights. I want to say that the world upheaval that we have seen, politically speaking, up until now, it was prophesied. When they wrote the fourth turning back in the 1990s, they said this is what was going to happen. And, of course, most people didn't believe them, but here we are. Um, when you look at President Trump as the commander-in-chief and the attitude that he has that rubs so many people in a harsh way, this is characteristic of a fourth-turning president. Whenever you uh, look at the political divisions around the country and around the world, this is characteristic of a fourth-turning attitude. Whenever you look at the argument of socialism and capitalism, this is characteristic of a fourth-turning attitude. As we go through the first three turnings, which again, you can learn more about in that video that I did, it's on Facebook, or uh, you can read the book yourself. But as you go through the first three turnings, we have much different attitudes. The first season, if you will, is uh, very much about order and structure. And then in the summer season, the middle season, it starts to break down a little bit. You get to the third season and we start to have the harvest when the economy is fantastic. We're reaping the fruits of our labor. But social orders are starting to break down. Then you get to that fourth turning, which is the period of history that we are in right now. And during the fourth turning, everything starts to dissolve and starts to break apart. What's interesting about a fourth turning is they're characterized by a couple of key events. One major event is an economic catastrophe. We experienced our first economic catastrophe in 2008 when the stock market collapsed. We had the uh, debt crisis of 2008-2009. And you guys remember that, I'm sure, if you've been around at all, unless you're five years old, you probably remember the economic crisis of 2008. It devastated a lot of people. The stock market sold off 50%. We saw incredible fear, financially and economically speaking, but what we did not see is we didn't see social unrest. We didn't see the disorder. But following the stock market collapse of 2008, we started to see that social unrest and disorder really expand like we've never seen before. We saw things like the Occupy Wall Street movement. We've seen things like Antifa. We've seen all these really interesting social experiences that, frankly, are very odd to most of us because it does not reflect what we know about the American way of life. That's why it's odd. But it's not odd when you look at it through the perspective of the fourth turning. Well, there's another big event that happens in every fourth turning, and it is the climax of the fourth turning. And that climax is some sort of a war. I said in my Sunday night live this past week that we have reached that point. We have reached the storm, if you will, in the middle of the fourth turning. We're about halfway through. We're about a decade into this fourth turning. Most turnings last about 20 years which means that we are peaking exactly where history would say we should peak. And what's interesting about the fourth turning and about the war is it's a decisive war. Fourth turning wars change history. World War II was the previous fourth turning. Before that, it was the Civil War. Before that, it was the American Revolutionary War. Now, every war in the middle between all of those primary wars, those fourth turning wars, every war in the middle was a big war, but it was a non-decisive war. What makes the fourth turning so unique is the war is decisive, but it's not just that it's a decisive war, it is a war that unifies the nation. I believe we've reached the climax of the fourth turning for this particular generation. This is our Great Depression. This is our World War II. 
The war is against an enemy that's different than we've ever seen before. It's not a war on terror. It's not a war against a nation. It's a war in this particular case that has released a biological weapon called a virus that has wreaked havoc and terror across our nation and around the world. But underlying it is a unification that is starting to emerge. We're starting to see people working together in ways they've never worked together before, and that's the good of the storm. But as we go through the storms, there are moments when it looks dark. There are moments when it seems that the storm is raging and the path out is desolate. We're there right now. This week, this week the entire world has realized that we're in a storm. So the question is, how do you find calm in the middle of this storm? How do you get grounded and find calm so that you can be calm for those around you, you can be solid, and you can prepare for the opportunities that lie ahead? Well, I have some bad news, and that is this. We can't control the world around us. Whenever you're going through a storm, when you're going through trials, you want to be able to control everything. It plays with your certainty. Unfortunately for you and for me and everybody who wants some certainty in that moment, the only way through is to go through a bunch of uncertainty. The storm doesn't bring certainty. It brings uncertainty. It brings discomfort. And we use the metaphor of the storm, but it really applies to everything in life. You see, we can't control the world around us. We can't control our family. We can't control the in-laws. You can't control the kids. You can't control the co-workers. You can't control the economy. You cannot control the world around you. We like to pretend that we can, but we cannot. What we can control is our inner world. We can control the way we feel about it, the way that we react to it. All we have control of is within us. And that's where everything starts in the storm. Whenever you're going through a storm, whether it's an economic storm or a spiritual storm or a business storm or a relationship storm or anything else, the only thing that you can control is yourself. And everything starts there. It starts with your mindset. This is the difference that makes the difference. I often ask the question, what is the number one skill, the number one thing that successful people have that the rest of the world have not figured out how to master? And the answer is it's their mindset. It's the way they think. Thinking is the key. If you focus on all the negative, you're going to get a whole lot more negative. Right now, as this virus has been released and as people are starting to panic, if you focus on everything that could go wrong, you're going to get more of what's going wrong. Now, in reality, I don't think the virus is the problem. It's the economy and it's the emotional panic that's setting in. You take the entire world and you tell them you can't go to work, cash flow stops. The way that this economy is going to get restarted, it's going to be interesting to see, but that's the real panic that is setting in. People are afraid of the financial fallout. That's why we see the stock market collapsing. People are saying, I'm feeling lonely at home. I don't know who I can talk to. People are questioning if their family members are safe. People are wondering, how do I become a homeschool parent now that my kids can't go to school? Some people have lost their jobs and they're saying, how do I earn money now? Other people have just become 
painfully aware at how insecure the world really is. And they're saying, how could I start something that I have a little bit more control over? These are the kind of questions that come up during a storm. When everything is going great, we don't have these questions. When everything is going great, we don't ask the profound questions that cause uncertainty. But when you're thrust into a storm and we're forced into massive uncertainty, uncertainty on a level of 10, these questions come out. These questions that make us go inside and ask some existential questions of ourself. What makes us? What are we about? What's the most important thing? People who survive storms, they get control of these thoughts. They realize they cannot control the world around them, but they have absolute 100% control of how they react to the world inside of them. The world around you is going to happen. The storms are going to storm. The thunder is going to roll. The lightning is going to strike. The economy is going to crash. Jobs will be lost. All sorts of things will go on around you that you have no control over. But the one thing you do control is how you react. That's why the first step of surviving and finding calm in the storm is to take control of every thought. There is good in the storm. After a storm comes through, there's something fresh about the air. The ozone is released and all the ions and the things that go through the air it purifies the air and i love going outside after a big storm because everything feels so fresh but trees are down there's destruction there's things that have gone wrong and what do we do we go we go clean up we go start to pick up the pieces and what's amazing is as we clean up the pieces of all these old things that have now fallen off what we discover is we can rebuild bigger better and stronger than before you see, trials breed greatness. If it wasn't for the trial, then you may not take that step of faith and step out and start that new business. If it wasn't for the trial, then you may stay stuck in that job that you hate for the next 25 years. There is a silver lining in the storm. There's always a silver lining in the storm. Now, there's two ways that this could go. One person looks at the storm and they say, I've lost everything. This is horrible. They look at the government to take care of them. They look at everybody else around them. And they say, my world is falling apart. I can't believe this has happened to me. And then there's somebody else right next to them has the exact same experience where they say, look at all the new opportunities that are now available. Trials go both ways. They tear people down and they breed greatness. The first step is to take control of your mindset during the storm. The second thing is to find gratitude for the trial. Find gratitude for the storm, because it's out of this storm that you will emerge greater than ever. In the 1930s, our country went through a depression, a very difficult time that devastated millions of people in this country and even around the world. This is our depression. This is the depression of 2020. They'll probably call it something different, but this is the great depression of our generation, of our era. Now, out of the Great Depression, great things came. Things like the game Monopoly would never have been born if it was not for the Great Depression. A game that has taught millions of people a little bit about investing, a little bit about money, had a lot of fun with the family. That was inspired throughout the Great Depression. 
The book Think and Grow Rich that we talk about so often came from the Great Depression. It came through that experience. It's these trials that breed greatness. But in order to find that greatness, we have to get rid of the great enemy. The great enemy is fear. We talked about fear in the last episode, episode number 38. If you haven't heard it, you should go back and listen to it. We talked about overcoming fear. Well, the antidote to fear is faith. In the last episode, I shared my acronym for fear. It's false expectations appearing real. False expectations appearing real. Whenever we look at something that has not happened yet and we start to experience it and believe that it's going to happen and we start to feel all that emotion right now, that's the fear coming into the present moment. I'm afraid I'm going to be bankrupt. Well, are you bankrupt right now? No, but I'm afraid I'm going to be. That's fear. That's taking something that hasn't happened and bringing it into the present moment and experiencing it just like it has already happened. We can do the same thing with good stuff. But instead of being fear, it has to be faith. We look with the eyes of faith and we say, because of this, look at the opportunity that I have. Look at the opportunity. Look at all the people that I can help. Look at the opportunity of what I can go do if I will just take the steps to get there. And we look forward and we see the successes and we see the benefits and all the people that we can help in the times of crisis. And we bring all those good emotions into this moment and we can get excited about it. And we could just as easily live through the eyes of faith, the positive energy of faith, just as easily as we could live that negative energy that we live through the eyes of fear. In fact, I believe it takes just as much faith to believe the worst as it takes faith to believe in the good. So if it takes as much faith to believe in the bad and believe that's going to happen, why not put that same faith into believing something good will happen? Neither one has occurred yet. Sure, the circumstances may be primed for one or the other. But the internal world has the ability, inside your mindset, inside your thinking, you have the ability to take every one of those negative thoughts and focus it on the future and say, this is what I want to focus on. I want to focus on the good. And I want to feel the experience of the good. I want to feel the emotions of the good. And I want to highlight those experiences. I want to enjoy them right now. Guess what happens? Your brain, it is such a powerful tool. It emanates so much energy. That usually it brings it into reality and it helps make these things come true. The people who survived the Great Depression were the people who were optimistic. The people who failed during the Great Depression and some of them never came out, they were the ones who looked at the problems and they gave up. But the difference is fear takes a lot of your energy. It destroys your energy. It leaves you feeling tired and beat up. But when you let that faith grow up, when you look through the eyes of faith into the future... And you pull it into this present moment, you say, look what we can go do. Look at the opportunities that are coming. Even if you haven't found the opportunities yet, look at the opportunities that are going to come. There's going to be opportunities. Where are the opportunities? If you start living in that energy, you're going to find that faith in this moment of difficulty will actually energize you. It will help you get through because you're looking through the eyes of faith. If you want to survive the storm, you have to take actions that other people are not willing to take or they're paralyzed and they can't quite get themselves to take the action. See, people are afraid. There's more fear that's been released around this planet in the last two weeks than there has been probably in the last 
10 years combined. The fear that's radiating around this planet is unbelievable right now. People are afraid for their life. They're afraid for their livelihood. It takes a lot of work to overcome that kind of fear. And people become paralyzed because they're doing more to avoid the pain than they are to go towards the pleasure. But if you want to win in the storm, you have to get the eyes of faith and put them on and you move towards the outcome that you want. Now is the time to start looking at the future. Now is the time to start looking at what is going to be a great opportunity after the crisis has passed. Now is the time to start looking around and see what opportunities are already here. Who's hurting right now? Who's in trouble right now that could use your help? Who's in trouble right now that you could ease their pain? Answer that question and there's a business opportunity for you. Some of you may have already lost your job. Some of you may be worried about losing your job. But if you'll take off the eyes of fear and you put on the eyes of faith and you put on the eyes of opportunity, you'll realize that other people's pain is an opportunity for you to provide a service. And as you provide a service to these people's pain and you become an aspirin to their pain, they'll pay you. They will appreciate you. You're not selling a good. You're not selling a service. I mean, you are, but you're relieving a pain. That's what real entrepreneurship is about. So during these stormy times, during these turbulent waters, this is the time to start looking to the future. Start that new business. Get ready to start it. Even if you don't kick it off, at least start getting ready to start it. I don't know how long the storm's going to last. I don't know if it's another two or three months or if it's another two or three years. I really don't know. I can't tell you. But what I can tell you is these principles will remain. There are more opportunities being created right now than there have been in the last 100 years combined. More opportunities will come out of this storm. More opportunities will come out of this crisis than there have been in the last 100 years, maybe the last 200 years. It's going to set us up for the next giant super cycle is what we call it in economic terms. The next giant super cycle of 80 to 100 years, we're going to see more economic growth than we have ever imagined possible. Ever imagined possible. If we go back to the 1930s and we look at that economic cycle and we look at the way things moved, by the time that cycle was done, the stock market was down to 400. And look at where we've been. We almost hit 30,000 recently on the Dow Jones Industrial. Now, I don't know where the bottom is going to come in for this particular cycle, but when it comes in, you can probably multiply it times 10 or maybe times 100. That's where we're going to be in 30, 40, 50 years down the road. Some of you think you're going to be too old for it, but you know who's not going to be too old? Your kids and your grandkids. And many of you will still be young enough right now to experience that economic gain. That is what's coming. There is a daylight that's coming after this storm that is unbelievably wonderful. It's better than anything you have ever experienced in your life, but you must stay balanced. You must stay balanced and see things as they really are. Start looking right now for the opportunities to expand. Stay balanced and realize this is just a storm. Just like any other storm, it's going to pass. Storms always pass, and after the storm is a great refreshment. Something that's new, something that's fresh. That's why you have to start looking for those opportunities right now. Start rethinking your investments. I've been saying it for years that financial planning industry is an institution that's going to die off because they don't prepare for these storms right. How many people lost 50% of their retirement in 2008 and now they've just gone through it again every 10 years, 20, 30, 40, 50%. How about a better way, folks? There are better ways. 
there are better ways. I spent the last 10 years teaching some of these better ways. You can learn to make a decision right now in the middle of the storm that once this storm is over, we are never, ever going through this again. In fact, let's start right now. Let's rethink our investments right now. Launch the business. Get the courage to start structuring yourself to launch that extra business. So if you do lose your job, you've got some extra income. If you've already lost your job, you can start something that you can build from. And if you don't lose your job, then, hey, you're building something that you can own that's separate so you have an additional stream of income if and when another storm does come. Start planning differently. These are the opportunities that come from the storm. You see, storms can be scary and storms can provide great opportunity, but you've got to stay balanced. We all have to stay balanced and be a voice of reason in the storm. And the voice of reason will ultimately win. And one day when the storm passes, when the sunshine comes back out, the flowers will start to bloom again. We'll have a new spring. According to the model of the fourth turning, it's an economic spring, a spring when we start to replant. We start to plant new businesses, new opportunities, new ideas. Some of these things I've been talking about for 10, 15 years, and now we're living them right now, real time. You're living them. You have the opportunity right now. Stay balanced. Don't let the fear take over. We'll get through this storm. The economic system will reset. I don't know what it's going to look like yet, but it's going to happen. The economy is going to bounce back. I don't know how long it's going to take, but it's going to come back. You're going to be just fine. Your kids are going to be just fine. We're going to get to eat. We're going to get to pay the bills. And no matter what interesting journeys come along this storm, there will be a way through. Keep your faith, keep your eyes of faith, and keep looking to the other side of the storm because on the other side is the greatest experience and the greatest opportunity of your life. Folks, over this past week, I've done some thinking about how I personally wish to contribute to each of you during this storm, and I have some things that I want to go ahead and announce, starting in about a week here. So depending on when you're listening to this, over this weekend, I'm going to put the details together, and starting next week, I'm going to start offering a Calm in the Storm Summit. And we're going to bring in some different people to give you some different strategies and some different techniques for surviving the storm, creating some peace of mind, getting emotionally stable staying grounded, and then taking advantage of financial opportunities, discovering those opportunities and moving forward. In addition to that, you've heard me talking about my financial fortress. I've been trying all spring to get this together, and frankly, I've just been distracted. So I decided that what I'm going to do is I'm going to start teaching it live here in the next week or so. And we'll just, we're going to go through it because there's too many people that need the information of the financial fortress. My plan was to record it and have it all put together in a pre- you know, pre-recorded on-demand video series, but that takes a lot of time and a lot of video editing, and I'm just going to do it live. And I'm doing it online so all of you can get access to it. And then I'm going to follow that up immediately with how to launch your online business. I'm not going to let anything else hold me back. You guys need this information. I'm an expert in these areas. I've been doing it for 10 years. And the only thing reason it's not been put out yet is because I was trying to make it complicated and I was trying to do nice production value for you. But you know what? Forget that. In the next week or so, 
I'm going to make announcements for the dates on each of these. So pay attention, stay on my mailing list. Of course, I think most of you are already on the mailing list, but uh, keep your eyes open for that. Join us on Facebook. And um, by the way, if you have not signed up for the mailing list, uh, please do it right now. Just go to my website, jeremywhaley.com. And there's a big orange box that says Overcoming Fear. If you sign up right there, I'll send you the video for Overcoming Fear, and you'll also get put on my mailing list. There's also a couple other places on my website for, uh, you know, seven seven breakthroughs that changed my life and one year of mentoring, some of the other things that are on there you can get on my mailing list. But uh, just go download that video, Overcoming Fear, and uh, go there right now. Look for the big orange box. Get yourself signed up for it. And folks, be encouraged. Be encouraged because there are great things that are coming. Remember that you were created to live an extraordinary life. You were created to experience more, to do more, to have more. These storms are setting you up for the greatest experience ever. Believe it, put on your eyes of faith and look towards the future. I'll talk to you in the next episode. Until then, live extraordinary.